Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and listen to Blacker Than Black Times Infinity. <laughs> hey, this is Matt. Joe. And Becky. Host a pre-recorded live from the Mistake on the Lake, and you are listening to Blacker Than Black Times Infinity. There is a story. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy, coming to you live and direct from the stack. We got uh, Blue, Kronos, and Old Ninja here. I'm doing a, a, a short intro because we have the one and only Dominique Tipper with us. What's up, fam? Hello. Oh, my God. Thank What's you up? so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can't see our faces, but we're like, we all grinning ear to ear right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, that's nice. We're going to just start right in. Um, you are the closest thing to a, I, I would say, a renaissance woman. Uh, you act, you dance, you sing. I think songwriting as well, I believe. And I, yeah. <laughs> well, what's your first love, and how do you balance your time between these projects? Well, I'm not singing or dancing anymore. Um, you know, I'd do it if I had to do it for a film role. But um, I'm solely acting now. So, um, yeah, I don't have to balance my time too much anymore. Um, I'm, I'm kind of concentrating on the acting. But, um, yeah, I, I can. They, they're part of my repertoire, as it were. Awesome. So most of us know you from The Expanse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's an, it's an awesome, awesome show. I think uh, it's probably the Thank best, best sci-fi show since I think uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you a sci-fi fan at all? Like before you made the show? Um, I can't say specifically. Like you know, I, I've always loved sci-fi stuff, um, but I wasn't like a die-hard fan. But everything, pretty much the majority of things I get cast in are sci-fi. So I've got a newfound appreciation for it, um, and I just I love being a part of it and a part of the fandom and being an actress in that genre myself it's just it's great i love it so since you are you, you live in england correct i do in london yeah and did you watch red dwarf growing up at all no not really oh, okay <laughs> if i'm honest no it's all, it's all right it's, it's a kind of an obscure like comedy because you've got to realize i came into acting i've only been acting about four years oh, wow so before that i was um very much a dancer i was a backup dancer for like 12 years wow. so my life consisted mostly of watching music videos the mtv music awards like that was <laughs> what I used to geek out over. So oh, nice. I, I watched films and TV, but I was never as into it as I was when I decided to massively cross over into acting. So, you know, there's a lot of films and stuff I haven't seen that I've been catching up on. But, um, yeah, that was always my my thing, like music and dancing. So, yeah, I'm a bit late to the game, you know. That's oh, all right. Cool. In, in The Expanse, <laughs> I know there's, like, a lot of, like, kind of special effects to show that you're kind of like in you're not in like there's no gravity or zero gravity and you're doing a lot of wire work what's that like like having all the wires and harness and like how how's it acting with the wires and stuff on uh it was it's tough like because i mean with my dancing training i had some some experience with body movement but you yeah. have to be so aware of your limbs, like, aside from the fact you're just in wires, obviously, to make it look like zero-G, everything moves differently. Yeah. You move differently. So it was hard to deliver 
lines and, and you know, stay in the scene and be aware of what I was actually making myself look like I'm floating and shit. <laughs> but um, I, it was hard. It was difficult. It's not the most comfortable um, scenario to be in. Like, you know, the harness is all around your private parts. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be very tight. Um, but, you know, the, the end, the, the end thing that we get, the end result is gorgeous. So that's all that matters. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it looks amazing. You can't even tell there's wires. Anywhere, yeah. So they and do I, a really good job. I know, right? I know at the end of the show, they always show like behind the scenes that you kind of get to see the wire work and stuff like that. And like, yeah. you can hear people complaining like, oh my God, this is so tight. Like, I can't wait to take this off. <laughs> I know. We have an amazing visual effects team and they had to work very hard, especially with my outfit to uh, kind of, you know, get rid of the harness um, out of all the scenes. So well, you've got like the tightest... Uh, Shout out to Bob. Outfit, I think, <laughs> on the whole show. <laughs> so, I yeah. do, I do. So I had a harness on underneath that, so there was a lot of work done to make it look like I wasn't basically wearing a nappy, you know, like a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the yeah. translation. I was like, what is a nappy? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> no, I thought you learn something new. Yeah, we always learn something yeah, new. Yeah, we um, call them nappies. <laughs> so old ninja here wants to ask uh with all the i really like strong female characters especially in sci-fi but you were yeah. saying that you're new to acting but have you seen uh shows like firefly star um bsg Battlestar galactica aliens uh were you able to watch these films and draw uh, do you know what i haven't i haven't seen any of them so wow. i know everyone's gonna like hor- horrifically gasp but... <laughs> we, we silently did I that seen any of them before i'd done the show i heard about them like especially kaz is like our resident sci-fi geek hmm. and he was very much talking about firefly and about star galactica and yeah. i had no idea what they were so um i knew what alien was but i never watched it because i don't really like monsters and things <laughs> so, <laughs> i but i you know strong women is a theme through my life it's not just about what i see on tv and yeah uh, you know in films like my mom is a strong woman all the women around me are brilliant strong women and so it wasn't a far reach for me to want to portray that in in my roles like a lot of the roles i played they're all kind of badass kick-ass women that you know show their vulnerable side as well like the full kind of thing which is what i like and I watch a lot of different shows like Game of Thrones and oh, nice. most currently The Walking Dead, which I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with. And all the women in that are, are tough, brilliant, you know, flawed women. And so that naturally is what I gravitate to because that's what I like to have around me, you know, in real life. So I think for me, it was just like, she's great. Can't wait to play her. It, it's echoes of what I'm around anyway. So... Yeah, I haven't seen all the others, but I'm glad I get to play one. Okay, now you said you're watching Walking Dead. I have to ask, who's your favorite character on The Walking Dead? Oh, <laughs> that is such a hard question because at different times I have different characters. Yeah. And I'm on season I'm in the middle of season 5, so a quite a few of have passed away and I don't want to do any spoilers in case people are watching it. Um, but at the moment Maggie and Sasha, I love. Yeah. Uh, They're like two of my faves. And Glenn. Um, Mm. I love. Oh. Uh, Actually, I'm not going to say that because Daryl is 
probably one of my favourites. Everybody loves Daryl. Everybody loves Daryl. Love Daryl. How can you not love Daryl? Yeah, I think people would riot if Daryl were to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'd stop watching. Oh my god, I like, I can't. And Tyrese, I mean, Chad's on our show. And I love him in real life. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Brilliant. People forget about that. Yeah, when I was watching, I was like, oh my God, he's from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I have, but then, you know, at different moments, I have different favorites. So that's quite, it's quite a hard question. But at the moment, it's probably those people. Would you ever want to be on the show on Walking Dead? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny There's because the, no. like as a fan, I'm like, Yes. <laughs> play it cool and be like, well, you know, if there was a role. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're an off me, okay, fine. I'll be a walker. What's funny is, I, Chad was in London recently, and I got to meet Melissa McBride, who plays Carol. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Um, and I was a bit like trying to be so cool, but just wanted to go, I'm walking dead. Starstruck. I didn't. So I got to meet a few of the cast members, which is really cool because I'm watching it. Um, but yeah, I mean, could you imagine? Who wouldn't want to be on The Walking Dead? Oh, actually, right. So now I'm kind of curious because they, they do have some actors on the show that actually asked to be on the show. So can you do an American accent? Of course I can. Let me hear it. I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> 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 but like, there's a film called DXM that should come out this year yes. that I'm American in. Awesome. And uh, yeah. My American accent is all right. <laughs> I'm an actress. I have to be able to do one. It would be wrong if I couldn't. There you uh, go. Quick question. So um, we're obviously huge comic book fans. We mentioned, we just talked about The Walking Dead, which actually came from the comics. Um, yes. Did you grow up reading any comics? No, but I recently got into um, Saga. Oh, oh my favorites. Nice. Oh. I love I absolutely love Saga and I kind of like have a crush on the girls like if they ever done a a TV or something version of it I'd love to play her oh yeah that'd be oh, perfect man. she'd be perfect yeah, yeah. hey we gotta I get that tweet reading, going <laughs> um what's that one called about the super the wicked and the, and the divine, divine. Oh! Oh, oh my <laughs> god I really enjoy it I haven't read the second one yet but I'm I read the first one of that like because I get them in the kind of Novel form, yeah, the trade. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't really buy the comics, um, and I have yet to, but I have the Runaways here, which Ooh. I'm going to oh, read. I read that. And read it. Why yeah. the Last Man, which I haven't read yet, but oh, I'm wow. reading that. Reading that. Yeah. I like reading them on set actually because they uh, they don't take up too much of my brain space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like reading books and and scripts and acting, they take up kind of the same space. So when I'm on set, I find reading books a bit much takes me too far out of where i'm where i am so graphic novels are like in comics are the best thing to read wow that's, well, that's really interesting i got one more casting type of uh inquiry <laughs> for you so sure I, I know you didn't read a whole lot of comics growing up but i think this is prodigy you would make the most amazing storm I was thinking that too. the oh world has God. ever seen yeah i mean come on i know who storm is <laughs> <laughs> i would have uh, yeah, I mean, she's also the only superhero, really, I could play. <laughs> <laughs> you got similar moment, haircuts. Yeah, I mean, I would love to play Storm. Wow, Absolutely awesome. would love that. Now that you talked about your upcoming movie, DXM, can you talk a little bit about that and, like, your your character you're playing? Yeah, so um, DXM is short for Deus Ex Machina, which oh, means okay. oh. the machine. Yeah, nice. And it's... Um, 
It's a film about quantum physics and you follow around a group of young students who are at this kind of school of excellence for quantum mechanics mm -hmm. and we come up with a way to um, transfer motor skills between people and so it's really complicated to explain because it's kind of a bit Donnie Darko-ish where you're not sure what timeline you're on ever uh -huh. but you, you the the kind of basic story is you follow these students around and with what they've discovered you know there's there's dark forces trying to take it for bad and some of us want to do good with it some of us don't and you just kind of watch that scenario play out and it plays um with a lot of themes with like science and religion you know there's some really grand themes in there um, Sam Nils in it which is really cool and oh, nice. all of the core cast are on huge uh, kind of US TV shows. You've got Tom Payne, who's the lead. He's um, new. Wow. He's just been cast in The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got Jesus. Oliver Stark. He's on um, Into the Badlands. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, you've got Malia Kryling, who's in Tyrant. There's me, who's in The Expanse. And we're all the, the core cast. I play um, Maddie Romero, and she's... Uh, her specialty is cybernetic ethics and philosophy. And I, I'm religious, so I kind of play a lot with um, trying to prove um, God with my theories and stuff oh, and with my wow. research. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. It's, a, it's quite a complex film, but it's really cool. When's the release date? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I think it's coming out this summer. Okay. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, it definitely sounds really yeah, they're good. Still, yeah. They're still working on the distribution and stuff, but um, it's cool. It's a cool sci-fi film. Yeah, we will keep an eye out. We will definitely keep... This sounds like yes. something that we would definitely would watch you'd, and recommend to everyone. you love it, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Once I get the release date, I'll tweet all that and stuff as oh, well. Okay. Oh, we'll cool. retweet and all that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Great. All right, next question. Uh... Who are your biggest influences for dance and music since you did dance and music for a long time? Um, Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I am a huge Michael Jackson fan. Oh, yeah. And growing up, he was a massive influence on me. Um, he still is, really. Mm. I, you know, I listen to his music all the time. He's probably the biggest one. Um, and then... I was a huge Mariah Carey fan when I was young because as well, she was the only mixed race kind of artist out around that time that yeah, I knew of. True. And then I was massively influenced by like mid to late 90s, early 2000s pop. I love pop music. And so like Britney Spears, NSYNC, <laughs> Aaliyah. Miles, oh, miss that girl. That whole scene with all the really cool music videos around that time was like, just one of my favorite eras of pop so that was for my music and for my dancing that was a, a huge huge influence on me it still is i oh, love it i was waiting to hear like some you know like english group i haven't heard of before <laughs> no i mean i used to like when we had mtv when i was a kid i used to videotape all music videos it was the only time you could see like uh, you know, kind of pop R&B mm. and black artists when MTV Bass was a black channel. And I used to record it and watch it over and over again. And, yeah, that was my thing. <laughs> and now MTV is, like, pretty much gone. Yeah. Like, no play music anymore. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's all TV shows. Well, now, I know. most <laughs> Americans actually don't travel a whole lot outside of the U.S. But yeah. um, I'd love your thoughts on what it was like growing up 
uh, as a mixed British and Dominican young girl. Yes. Oh, we get personal. <laughs> I think it was... Uh, London is, you know, so different. The UK is so different to the US. And it's funny because I was talking about this the other day with someone and it was a very different... You know, the way it is in the US at the moment and it was then when I was growing up. Um, I think our divisions were very much class-based. There was still racism, but it was nothing... It's it's not as segregated here as it is in the US between races. Like, And I'm talking about more, like, in neighbourhoods. Like, that fascinates me, and I find... Here it was a class thing. If you were working class, lower class, then you'd be you'd grow up on a council estate, which is kind of like the projects. Oh. And that's that's how I grew up. So you were just with around loads of other people from all different races that were of your class. And, you know, that's how our separation was very much. I I didn't experience much racism, but I was very much a little kind of I don't think people really knew what to do with me on both sides, on black mm. and, and white sides. I, I found, you know, I was born in 85. I went to school in the 90s. It was, um, it was, it was weird, but I, I had a lovely upbringing. It's just, that's the difference. Like, it wasn't a racial divide. It was more a class divide. So, so that was always, that's kind of the main difference, I find, between growing up in the U.S. and growing up here. Have you done any, any traveling since you've been, uh, I guess, been in the entertainment industry? Oh, my God. I've traveled since I was a kid because I used to be a um, professional cheerleader. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. That explains a lot. From the, <laughs> yeah, from the ages of, like, 12 for about five or six years. So I traveled a lot with them when I was a kid, like, mm-hmm. to New York, Tokyo, oh. Hong Kong. And then I've always traveled on independently. And then with work, I traveled all the time. So I've, I've traveled quite a lot, actually. What's your uh, favorite place to visit? Oh, um, so I recently, last year for the first time, I went to Dominica, which was, I'd never been to the Caribbean before, and that was just one of the most gorgeous experiences, partly because I'm half Dominican, and it was, like, nice to see my homeland. (laughs) And because it's like Jurassic Park there. (laughs) (laughs) But they call it the Nature Isle, and it is just the most gorgeous place I've, I've ever seen um that is one of my favorite places i love new york and i've been there about five times so nice. whenever i go there i love that um and hong kong was also one of my favorite places to visit for sure but i just love traveling so wherever i can go yeah me too i, I used to travel for a living as well and uh, I, I mean like i haven't traveled for the past well it's been a while but i i want to get back out there and travel some more i mean, i've been on cruises and stuff but it used to be like Every couple of months or weeks, I would be in, you know, different countries and stuff. Yeah, yeah well, it's just, it's so, you know, it expands, excuse the pun, expands <laughs> your, uh, your, your view of the world. And it, 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 I think it just makes people more well-rounded. So I think it's good for people to travel. Yeah, I say, I say the same thing, that it makes you more a complete person if you, if you travel and see yeah, different cultures and stuff. for sure. Kind of getting back to the expanse, um, your character, uh, Naomi, what inspirations do you take from like your real life that you bring to that character? That's a good question. Um, I think fun, funny, 
funnily enough, um, there's <laughs> parallels in how to hold your, carry yourself in the entertainment industry as a woman around a lot of men, mm-hmm. um, which obviously I have to do on the show. So I, I feel like um, it was an experience within an experience. It's the first TV show I'd been on. Um, and there were a lot of men, naturally. You know, we're a very diverse um, set on and off the screen. But there's always still a lot more men than women. So uh, conducting myself between the men and the male actors and then having to do that on screen was very a very interesting process for me. And I think the more comfortable I got off screen made me more comfortable on screen. So I definitely took that into the work. I didn't have to reach too far for that. And I do have a wonderful cast of actors and a wonderful um, crew. So everyone was great, but it, you know, there's, there's still a parallel there. Um, and I think, um, you know, like I, I look quite tough in real life. <laughs> yes, you do. But I'm actually quite girly, and I think a lot of people that know me know that. So I think, you know, I didn't want to make... I wanted to make sure Naomi's vulnerability and her femininity come across um, within her toughness. So that was another thing that I tried to to put into her, I think. Yeah, it's coming across great in the show because you, the character seems to have a, a some degree of control over Amos, who basically yeah. nobody else has control over, and I'm really interested as to why. And it kind of it, it kind of makes me really interested because you think it, it kind of gives off that you're actually more badass than he is. But yeah, they, they haven't. Back. Yeah, but they, they haven't they haven't showed why yet. And we there's also I guess clues that you might have been in the OPA or some kind of super spy or something. So I'm really interested in the character. <laughs> I think it's just a very complex relationship between them. And, mm-hmm. you know, for all the things Amos is, he has a good gate, a bu- great bullshit gauge. And <laughs> yeah. I think he, Naomi is his moral compass and he knows she's a good person in her heart. And I think that's what makes him listen to her. Yeah. Um, and it's as simple as that. She provides protection. I mean, he provides protection for her and she gives him the things, you know, on his shortcomings she helps him out with that side of things. So I think it's just a very bizarre pairing, but ultimately it's about survival. And, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I look at their relationship. Well, so I have a daughter, and so does Kronos. And um, the character Naomi is obviously powerful, resourceful, extremely intelligent. What would you like young girls to keep in mind while watching this amazing character? And hashtag Black Girl Magic. <laughs> I love that. Um, I just, I just feel like I said this in an interview before, and I still stand by it. I just hope that she inspires young girls and women because, you know, whether it is to be the job that she's doing in real life, like an engineer of a spaceship, or just the way she carries herself around a group of men and know that it's all right to be tough and it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to have flaws and it's just okay to be a woman, you know? There's so so much of a strive for perfection all the time for women and I love it that there's more characters on TV that aren't are so far from perfect, but that's okay, yeah. like Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. like Naomi. Cool. Yeah. And so I just, I think for me, I just want, you know, 
women and young girls to take away from it that we can just be all of who we are with no apologies and that's okay and and strive for what we want and and make sure we put our foot down in you know when we're we're told maybe no and we think it's the right thing to stand by that yeah, it's, it's really been great to see, uh, especially a woman of color in a, in a sci-fi show. I think the last one I can really... Actually, not the last Firefly. one. Firefly. It was Firefly, and then before that, it was like Ohura. Yeah. That I could think of, you know? It was oh, just yeah. like, it's that, that long ago. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this old ninja here. I, we want, we'd love to get your thoughts on what do you think about uh, the representation of minorities in movies and TVs uh, nowadays? I think TV is really doing great. Hmm. I think there's more and more shows um, out, like, like The Walking Dead, like The Expanse, that are, are making an effort to have people of colour and women in, in good roles that do, it isn't necessarily stereotypical to, to their colour or their, their gender. I think film has a long way to go, but I just yeah. feel like it's... Um, everybody's responsibility to find a way to go forward. You know, whether there's programs in place that help uh, writers develop projects that have more minorities and women, people of colour in their roles, you know, or making a conscious um, effort to enforce something that, you know, if, if, a, if a show or a film, you know, not to dampen people's creative creativity, but if there's something that can have a multicultural cast, then make an effort to do that. And for agents to push their their um, women and their people of colour that they have on their books for roles that may they're not necessarily specifically cast for, but could do, uh, and suggest, you know, I think it's everyone's responsibility. I, I, you know, watching the Oscars, I'm glad it was brought to light, the Oscars so white thing, mm-hmm. but it's deeper than that. It has to come from the bottom of the rung so that there are films at the Oscars with people of colour and, and women as lead roles in. Yeah. It has to start from the beginning, you know. It was very important to highlight it, but we have to start with programmes, with initiatives for women, for writers. We need to write more films with with uh, black people in and with women in. Like, I think it just has to start from the bottom up. So that's kind of my view on it. I think we can do more across the board, but hopefully with what's been happening, we can bring it bring it to light, make, make it happen a bit more. And shows like The Expanse and The Walking Dead and everything Shonda Rhimes does yeah. is a really good, really good um, way forward. I'm a huge, huge Grey's Anatomy fan. So, yeah, it'd be know, really that's... good if the Oscars, like, um, like they don't have movies that have the stereotype where, where, African, where black people are slaves and, like, women have to get naked and show off their body for them to be able to win the Oscar. Like, um, like Holly Berry, she won her Oscar because she did a scene where she took off her top, which was... Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was solely because that. I do think she'd done a great performance in it. But it's the fact that it just needs to be more varied, Mm -hmm. full stop. Like, even 12 Years a Save, it's a beautiful film. Peter was phenomenal in it. Mm. Tuatel was. But it's, again, it's like... I look at the films that were nominated and... You know, quite a few of them could have had even films that have just come out, like or films that are just being made, like fantasy films mm. that can have black people in them. There's mm-hmm. nothing that says it has to be a, a full white cast, you yeah. know. And so there's so many films that come out, not just black people, but all minorities. Like 
that could, I think, if a bit more thought went into them, they could vary up the costs to, me- to represent society better. So, you know, there's period things that, that can't go that way, which yeah, I understand. And I don't want to stop seeing those. I mean, I love period dramas. It's some of my favorites. <laughs> I don't want to stop seeing those. But when the stuff comes out and I'm like, why couldn't this have been a more diverse cast? Mm-hmm, That's definitely. when I get annoyed because I think not enough thought has gone into it. Yeah. yeah, it's especially weird, like, here in America because we obviously there's, I think it's like 70-something percent are there are Caucasians, but there's still... 30-something percent of people that aren't, and mm-hmm. you don't see that same representation as far as movies go and entertainment right. goes, you know, so it's, so it's yeah, it is, it's really strange. Yeah, I think it was a great point that you made that TV has been doing a much better job yeah. than uh, in, than films, both uh, domestically here in the U.S. Yeah. and internationally, and I think that was such a great point because t- uh, movies reach, I think, maybe a wider audience, Maybe. Possibly, but I mean, they. Ha- I think they it, they need to be a bit more responsible and rep- representing like everyone of the world. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's not just one shade or one like type of person. It, it should include all of us. And well, uh, I think yeah, that you made just, a great point about it's that. It's just boring, though. Like, <laughs> it's like the world itself is so exciting because there's so many different people in it and it's boring to see keep seeing the same thing on screen it's getting boring like i just find the whole thing embarrassing that Mm. that's the way i feel about it aside from the injustice and all the other things i find it embarrassing that it's 2016 and there is a bloody hashtag saying oscar's so white like it's embarrassing (laughs) if aliens come to to earth and i had to be the first person to greet them and they were like so You've, you've sorted out this, like, um, gender equality thing, right? And I'm like, oh, no, not yet. And they're like, okay, well, what about the black and white thing? That's, that's the way it is, right? And I have to be like, no, we haven't fixed that either. <laughs> Sorry, but we're going to leave. You're not ready yet. You know, like, I just find it embarrassing. I'm like, come on, people. Like, what... Yes, change up the Oscar panel. Straight out of Compton should have been in the running. Jason Mitchell yeah. should have been nominated. Yeah. Out of all the films I saw, that was one of the best performances I saw this year. So, yeah, there's a problem if stuff like that isn't going in. You know, Beasts of No Nation. I'm confused. Yeah, that was good. How, did they, how did that kid not get nominated? Well, so it's just like... You know, I don't want to put it down to a black thing, but it is. It's like you need more people of diversity on the board. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Can because, I? Can I? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, but can I ask a, a quick question, piggybacking off of that? So there was some controversy with the casting for the Nina Simone role with Zoe yeah. Saldana, and I know she's your uh, uh, Dominican uh, play sister, but <laughs> um, you, do you have any take on that? I mean, some people are very upset. You know, even people who are in Nina Simone's family about that casting. I know. I've been kind of looking at it on social media. I don't think it's great, if I'm honest. I love Zoe Saldana. I think she's wonderful and a brilliant actress. But it's difficult because it's like, as an actress, and I think maybe, I mean, there's plenty of actresses that could play her, but I wonder if at the time she was a name that could have got the film made for a start. That's one thing I'm going to say. I don't know how that went. I don't know if that was a thing. Um, And as an actress, from an actor's point of view, I see that she maybe wanted to take that on to see if she could do it. But I do think there is a responsibility there as an actress to maybe know that it's not going to go down that well Mm. if you 
are basically doing blackface for a role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see how, you know, aside from the fact that she was maybe not the right actress to play, it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's a little bit weird. So I, I kind of, from the stuff that I've seen her say, I can sympathise with her, but I don't think it was a great decision all round from maybe on her part, on the producer's part. Like, there's plenty of black actresses that could have played Dina and, and, and it be more realistic and not get everyone's backs up. I just... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was great. Like, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. That's that's me. Like, if it was offered to me and I, I was in that position, I wouldn't have done it because I would have been like, I'm half white. This may look a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nina and would love to portray her, but I think it would look weird. So yeah. that would have been my response. I, I can see it from both sides, but I don't think it was great. Yeah. Right. So we want to be very aware of your time. So we only had so much time we could have yes. with you today. So I'm pretty sure you have, you have stuff, stuff to do, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so then we'll, <laughs> we will end on that then. Uh, chocolate banana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to use the word. <laughs> we'll, we'll use it for you. It's a safe yeah. word. No, we, we watch the time when we have people on that, that are important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know we absolutely love you, and uh, we're going to be live-tweeting The Expanse and definitely going to go squad up and watch uh, uh, DXM, DXM. For sure. Yes, yes. And I'll, as I say, I'll provide the information for all my projects that I'm doing as and when, so you'll know through my Twitter and stuff. Um, cool. But thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed our oh, chat. Yeah. No Do you want to give out any of your like your Twitter handle or where people can reach you or watch you on? Yes, so my Twitter, I'm most active on Twitter because I like talking, um, <laughs> and it's at Miss Tipper, and it's M-I-5-5-T-I-P-P-E-R. And then I have Instagram as well, and that's Miss Tipper, M-I-S-S-T-I-P-P-E-R. All right. Awesome. Well, thank wow. you very much. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. Thank you, guys. Uh, hashtag Black Girl Magic. <laughs> oh, and uh, also hashtag uh, International Women's Day. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah, it was yesterday. So happy belated. There you go. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you. Much love. Nice speaking to you. Bye. 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 Bye.